Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Adventure Comics number 350, cover date November 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring The Outcast Superheroes, written by E. Nelson Bridwell, art by Kurt Swan and George Klein. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Superboy and Supergirl are summoned to the 30th century, where they learn that a green kryptonite cloud has surrounded the Earth, and all attempts by the Legion to disperse the cloud have failed. Thus, Superboy and Supergirl must be honorably discharged as Legionnaires, until such time as the cloud lifts. Before they depart, they insist that two armored masked figures, Surprise and Mysterious, be allowed to replace them. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Well, nature is healing. Is it? The window's covered in stink bugs. Yeah, I know, right? Watch this. Oh. Oh. Nice one. Yeah. Uh, hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm terrific. What an eventful week. Week? Month, but week okay. mostly, yes. yes. Okay, what happened this week? Well, first off, I mm, cleverly maneuvered my own ouster as HOA president. You sure did. Last weekend. Yes, I did. But now I may have created a monster because now it's Ron. Yes. To be president. He was president for 20 years, but everyone still thinks he's president. So yeah. might as well just let it happen. Yeah, sure. He's retired and I have three jobs. Yeah. More what, power to him. What else does he have to do? Nothing. Yeah. Just be a busybody, walk around the neighborhood with his clipboard and mm -hmm. cite people. Yes. For infractions. What else happened? Well, I had a sleep study. They mm -hmm. wanted to study my peaceful, gentle snore, which mm -hmm. only happens when I'm on my back, which mm -hmm. I never am, so... Okay, I beg to differ, but that's okay. Well, see, I talked to the clinician about this. Okay. What you call snoring mm -hmm. is happening while I'm awake, and it's just breathing because I'm fat, and it makes a noise. <laughs> Well, then, so when I say something to you and you don't respond, then I say it a little louder and you I'm go, ignoring uh, you. Uh? Oh, you're just ignoring me? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. The truth is out after 30 years of marriage. Well, maybe you've said it while I'm reading and you've interrupted my train of thought. Okay. What else? Well, I went to a football game today. Yes. First time in 25 years, probably. Yes, you did, didn't you? I, well, I have been occasionally, but I haven't never stayed for a, for a whole, whole game. game. Yes. I leave after the marching band. Yeah, me too, should. usually. But now we stayed for the whole game, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, it was good. How about you? Um, I had a, a really, really interesting week. I attended four of the five evenings of... Well, I, well, as you know, first of all, last weekend I was out in Fort Lauderdale for yes. the memorial service of my beloved aunt. And um, that was nice to see my family. And uh, and celebrate her life. 
Uh, so I left last Friday night and got back on Sunday afternoon. Uh, then uh, we had the Appalachian Heritage Festival this week, which is a really mostly it's a literary festival um, of Appalachian writers. And it's beautiful, but poetry, stories, wonderful things. So I went to four of the five evenings of events this week. So I had, I mean, I was, I was at work 12 hours at least every day sure. uh, this week. And I, I taught on Wednesday night. Um, last night, we went to a wonderful storytellers event as the last uh, in the series of, of events. And for, of course, Adam Booth is an extraordinary storyteller. I really enjoyed that. Thank mm-hmm. you for going with me. We sure. had dinner last night. Football game today. Then we've got some uh, yard work to do this afternoon. Yes. And then tomorrow, church in the morning, like you have church too. And then I am going to a guitar concert in Silver Spring, Maryland. A classical guitar concert. So it'll be a full, full weekend. And the next week looks like silliness compared to this week. It's just a... Longer, long days again, but lots of work, uh, work, quiet work. Oh, contraire. The days are getting shorter. I mean, long work days for me next week. By the way. Yes, sir. Who do I need to write to? Mm-hmm. In my day, daylight savings time happened, or ended, I should say, on Columbus Day weekend. Okay. And now they've pushed it halfway into November. It's practically Thanksgiving before they shut it down. And when it's already getting dark at five o'clock, and then it's just like lights out. Yeah, yeah. I need some time to get used to it. Oh, I need to stop rubbing my eyes, don't I? Yes, you've got. I, forget, I keep forgetting in. I have my contacts in. Yeah. Well, you'll be glad speaking to of know. irritated yes. eyes. Look at the cover of this comic. Supergirl and Superboy are besides themselves. I think they've used glycerin. For it looks like someone look put like milk they're... all over their face, <laughs> like they're crying milk, right? It's the tale that will stun the world. The Legionnaires kick out their buddies, Superboy and Supergirl. Find out the reason in The The Outcast Outcast Superheroes. Also, they're really rubbing it in by pairing off so happily with each other in the background. Yeah, they're all laughing and carrying on like it was no big deal. Right, and Superboy and Supergirl were sobbing in the front, front piece. Of course, I don't know who these the Legion of Superheroes. I mean, I know what they are. Yes, I don't know the individual characters. Well, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Flying up in the air, there is Saturn grown lightning lad. There, mm-hmm. a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the pink is Cosmic Boy with Light Lash. She's Lightning Lad's twin sister. They are not a couple, despite the appearances to the contrary on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phantom Girl and Ultra Boy are a couple. It's Ultra Boy strong. Yeah, well, he does have all of the powers of Superboy, but he can only use one of them at a time. At a time, okay. And then finally, Shrinking Violet and Colossal Boy, who are not a couple, but who were a couple at one time. Okay. Although Shrinking Violet was actually a Durlin named Yera, who was disguised as Shrinking Violet. Shrinking Violet was being held prisoner. And uh, Colossal Boy fell in love with her, but then it turned out not to be her. And Brainiac Five's nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Not He's Supergirl's boyfriend. Yeah, he will be in the in the um, story. Light Lass and Shrinking Violet are actually lesbians, which they'll discover in a few years, and they'll pair off. In a few years, not yeah. in the 60s. Not in the 60s. Are you <laughs> kidding me? We don't have Boston marriages in the far future world of, well, let's use sea devil's math, yeah. 2027. <laughs> One thousand years in the future from today. <laughs> Introducing Surprise and Mysterious. What a stupid name. On the splash page, we have Superboy and Supergirl, Supergirl walking out of the superhero clubhouse. They've expelled us. We're gulp out of the Legion. And we're their replacements. Surprise and Mysterious. Clang, mis- clang, clang, clang. Yep. Uh, Surprise and Mysterious are wearing um, suits of armor, but they have little, like, robot faces. Well, they helmets. could be robots. They look like Cybermen from Doctor Who. Yeah, they could be robots. They could be. We don't know. Hopping heroes. Why have Superboy and Supergirl been given the heave-ho by the Legion? And who are the lead-clad and metal-plated Miss? So lead, oh, sorry, excuse me. Who are the lead-clad lad and the metal-plated Miss taking over from the... Boy, Blockbuster, and the Maid of Might. To get the lowdown, don't miss a panel of the, the Outcast, Outcast Superheroes. Super oh my goodness, these contacts. 
I'm not sure I'm going to make it with these contacts in this. Uh, we have had several issues now of The Legion of Superheroes written by James Shooter, who at the time was a teen. Ah, oh, yes. This issue and the following issue are written by E. Nelson Bridwell, who's a longtime writer for Mad Magazine. He oh. was a writer and editor for DC Comics. He edited the coffee table books... Superman from the 30s to the 70s, Batman from the 30s to the 70s, and Shazam from the 40s to the 70s, which were gateway drugs for me into DC Comics. Yes. Mm, I see. Uh, He also wrote every issue of the Super Friends comic series, Mm -hmm. and um, he's basically my idol. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's his name again? E. Nelson Bridwell. E. Nelson Bridwell. One day in Smallville... As Superboy cleans his secret trophy room in the basement of the Ken home. That's nice that he cleans his room without oh, being sure. bugged. Yeah. He's very responsible. You may or may not have known that Superboy and Supergirl have statuettes of every Legion member. Okay. Which blink when they are needed on a mission in the future. Just, Can't they just have just like... Like a lexophone or something? Yeah, or like a, a totem that is not... A statue of each member of the Legion? Well, but this way it can look like they're action figures that many older children enjoy collecting. (laughs) I wish they would sell these statuettes. I'd buy them right up. You would, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes, of course you would. Um, And then you could send me messages from the kitchen. If I was up here and you needed something or... I wanted something from upstairs. Up here. You're never you're always Or vice versa. You know exactly, what I mean. Yes. That you could of course mine would be at my desk in the, Yes, and I'd send you messages to your desk. Yeah, so you could blink like if you need I don't know, some laundry done. You could blink for uh who do laundry? Phantom girl. Or if you needed oh, sexist? It's the sixties. Okay. If you needed help lifting something, you could blink Ultra Boy. Ultra Boy. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you were hungry, you could blink Matter Eater Lad. Sure. Okay. Uh Moments later, well, Superboy is alerted that he's needed in the future by the blinking of Invisible Kid. So he, the dynamic prince of power, streaks through the time barrier to the clubhouse of the Legion of Superheroes in the 30th century and great planets. He feels weak and starts plummeting. Yes. Brainiac 5 is there at the entrance. He summons Superboy inside. He uses the last of his super to get inside and he finds that Supergirl is already in there. She's come from her own past time, which is not the same past as Superboy because she exists in Superboy's future because as you know, Supergirl came to Earth as a girl when Superman was already an adult. Yes. Now there's lots of theories that uh, Supergirl actually joined the Legion before Superboy. Okay. I don't know that that's ever been verified. Okay. Oh, Speeder? Oh, that was a hot topic at the HOA annual meeting. Wasn't it? The speeders. Oh, my goodness. We're going to get a... Well, I'm going to send a pamphlet out first, see what that does. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to start... Why do you uh, have to do it? Why why won't Ron do it? I volunteered. Okay. Otherwise, you can expect Ron to start knocking on doors. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So Supergirl has no idea what's going on. She just got there herself. And uh, Brainiac 5 says the others are waiting in the Space Monitor Center. You'll find out all about it there. Superboy says, let's get a move on. Only kryptonite can weaken me like that, but I don't see any stuff nearby. And then there's a note from the editor. Yes. Krypton, home planet of Superboy and Supergirl, was destroyed by an internal explosion which turned the world's shattered fragments, excuse me, which turned that world's shattered fragments into kryptonite. The one substance deadly to the super cousins. Yes. That's true. Isn't that weird? I mean, I know it's an accepted fact, but it's weird that the, the kryptonite, the explosion of the kryptonite became poisonous to them, deadly to them. Well, I kryptonite. suppose if Earth was destroyed in some kind of super explosion, that much of the mantle of the Earth would turn radioactive, and if it would follow us to whatever planet we escaped to, probably be harmful to us i guess i hope i would have superpowers and not be super stupid and not able to lift myself off the ground well you would have to go to a planet with lighter gravity than earth and a hotter sun and that's how you get superpowers oh, okay mm-hmm. and i wouldn't have to eat either you wouldn't have to but you would enjoy a good meal and i would be very strong you'd be very strong you wouldn't have to sleep but you would want to sleep so that you could dream for psychological reasons oh okay 
and uh, you wouldn't have to breathe. You could fly through space or the ocean. You could have a mermaid girlfriend or an alien girlfriend. Girlfriend? Oh, well, you know, it's the 60s. Okay. Um, fine, merman. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, oh, I like that. Centaur. Oh, no. Oh, well, oh. he's evil, but... Yes, he- you do like bad boys. <laughs> Moments. A motorcycle riding centaur. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just that would be up. like those uh, in Return to Oz, the wheelier, the wheelers, the wheelies. Oh, I, I, let's not even dwell on that. I was just just pulling shit out of my brain. Okay, let's go on. So, you see, you see, you see, the entire Earth has been surrounded by a cloud of green kryptonite dust. They're looking at a giant lexa. Vision, yes. Um, and Supergirl says, but surely it's nothing to worry about. I imagine it'll all drift off in a few days. Well, I'm afraid that's not, says um, uh, Brainiac 5. Not this green K. It has some unusual properties. Here's what my researchers have discovered. So you mean to tell me that these teens brought their friends... To die. To the 30th century, specifically to tell them that there was a cloud of green kryptonite surrounding the earth. They could have just not called them. Or they well, could have. Could, could they send a message back through time? They, well, they have a thing that's, that they, they can use to travel through time, right? They have a time bubble, yes. Uh-huh. They could travel back through time. They could have just waited a couple of years until the kryptonite cleared and then brought them to a mission. Well, nobody's sure. the wiser. Yeah. Some years ago, this dust was a swarm of green kryptonite meteors which passed through a strange incandescent nebula. When they emerged, they had been volatized into dust and changed in other ways, too. For one thing, the dust is strongly attracted to Earth's magnetic field and won't lose that attraction for at least two years. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awful? Yes. But they're not giving up. Cosmic Boy, who you know, Rob, has magnetic powers... Uh, he will try to use his magnetic power to repel the cloud by setting up a magnetic field that's opposite to Earth's. No go. No go. It's too much for Cosmic Boy. Yeah, He's he just, just a doesn't teen. have the power to, to change the uh, the entire atmosphere. No. So the next um, Lightning Lad and Sun Boy try, yep. but oof, no. Lightning Lad's most powerful bolts have no effect on mm. the cloud, and Sun Boy, this is a great choice. Something a teen would decide to do. Projecting the heat of an exploding supernova right there in Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> but the green K is completely heat resistant. So now Element Lad uh, jumps into the fray. Yeah. And says he's going to use this element changing power to turn the kryptonite into harmless helium gas. Yep. But he suddenly never expected that the dust is spark, spark, sparkling, sparkling yeah. like a fireworks display. Um, he gathers some into a little lead cylinder that he brought along in case he had to take a sample back to the club. And what do you think? Element Lad's hunch was right. Mm-hmm. If he had used any more power on the green K-dust, he would have caused a chain reaction that could have destroyed Earth. Mm. Poor Element Lad. His entire planet was uh, destroyed, too. Really? Yes. Well, I don't think the planet was destroyed, but he was the only living survivor of his planet. How do you know so much about these the Legion of Superheroes. Thanks to E. Nelson Bridwell. He always peppered all of his stories with continuity facts that I memorized. Really? Yes. My goodness. Um, crashing comets. What a narrow escape we had. Now, Invisible Kid, he's the current Legion leader. He says to Superboy and Supergirl, you both know what that means. Hmm. Yes. We will be unable to take part in Legion missions without exposing ourselves to the deadly green kryptonite. Mm-hmm. It means we must be expelled from the Legion. That's what Superboy says. We must be expelled. He goes, no, no, not expelled. Invisible, is it Invisible Lad? Invisible Boy. Boy. Yes. Says, not expelled, but honorably discharged. Oh, sorry. No, God, duh. Invisible Kid. Invisible oh, my kid. God. Oh. I have to retire. Okay. Don't. Oh, my God. Oh. It's okay. I've angered I so many care. people right now. Uh, well, you've angered listener. You've angered listener, but not me. And, and Jesus, I'm sorry, okay. listener. Uh, it's it's okay. I think it isn't. Li- listener will forgive you. Listener will forgive you because listener I've knows that you have sun many merits. Game. You have many, many, many merits. It's okay for you to uh, to to confuse kid with lad. No, it isn't. Okay, so agree to disagree. So, invisible kid says not expelled, but honorably discharged. Come on, 
we might as well start the ceremony and get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) And what a ceremony. First, they're going to send the time beam back in time and get those statuettes Mm. out of their trophy rooms. Mm, mm, mm. Why do they do that? Because, well, we'll know in a minute, but... Well, we'll know in a minute, yes. And in a similar room in the Danvers' home, where Supergirl mm-hmm. lives as Linda Danvers in 1966, the same thing happens to the Mighty Maids figurines. Look, she's got a little statuette of her pet superhorse, Comet. I see that. Who is secretly a centaur. On a centaur? Yes, a centaur, who mm. can turn into a horse or a cowboy. <laughs> That's what I want, to have as a super boyfriend. Now, back to the 30th century. Mm -hmm. There's all the dolls that they've collected back from the past. She says, why are the Legion statues you used... Oh, she goes, "Uh, why those are the Legion statues you used to summon us to a meeting? What's the big idea of bringing them here? He says, I'll explain after an important ceremony. Follow me. So the Legionnaires gather. They They all all have have sad looks on their faces. Look at the frowns. I know, little trophies. Um, commemorating Legion missions they've taken part in. They give Superboy a statue, uh, which was made from a fragment of the golden ship used by Dr. Regulus. We've read that story. Right. He says, thanks, Invisible Kid. And then she says, this is Satan Girl's costume. He's speaking to Supergirl, of course. A memento of the time Red Kryptonite split you into two persons, Supergirl, and, and, and you had to defeat yourself. That was a tough one, some boy. And then Saturn Girl says, You carry this flag of your homeworld Krypton in the war between Krypton and Earth when we visited the remote past, remember? Who could forget it? Now see, this is how Bridwell gets you. Because these are all actual stories that took place, but he's not giving you the issue number or no editor's notes. It makes you curious and want to go looking for it. Yeah, yeah. So five pages ahead we say, um, this is Duo Damsel? Yes. Yes. I'll miss you twice as much as the others do, Superboy. Because <laughs> get it? Because she's two people. Uh-huh. Have a statue of the thing that killed my third body. <laughs> That's true. I remember that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, then, um, uh, not, 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 I want to call him Mon-El. That's, that's, no, that's Brainiac 5. Brainiac 5, sorry. Uh, you once wore this mask to the, uh, as the unknown Legionnaire. I... Don't know how I can say goodbye, Supergirl. I'll miss you so. It's not easy for me either. This is one of the saddest moments of my life to be forced to leave them all, especially Brainiac 5. We'll always treasure these trophies. At least we'll have our memories of the Legion. Nope. Sorry, Supergirl. I'm afraid we must take your memories away from you, too. What? Back in the 20th century, you might inadvertently leave clues to our secret weapons, clues which your enemies could find and use against you. We're going to brainwash Brainwash you you. and make you forget the very existence of the Legion. Yeah, really? I mean, it's Superboy and Supergirl. They're basically stronger and more powerful than anybody on the Legion, aren't they? They are. But also, uh, there is some kind of hypnotic thing that Saturn Girl did. Mm Mm-hmm. So that they, for instance, so when Superboy goes back to his own time, he doesn't remember that there's going to be a Supergirl in the future. Oh. And he wouldn't remember, like, say, if he learns how his parents died while he's in the future, he wouldn't remember that when he goes back to the past. Okay, okay, cool. But I don't, that may not have been introduced yet. Okay. Listener will know. I just couldn't be bothered to look it up. Well, this author is focusing on the objects and the impermanence of memory he says your souvenirs will be sealed in this vault when the green cloud passes we hope to bring you back to reclaim them okay that checks out in the meantime because you can't come to the future because of the kryptonite cloud we're going to put pellets of kryptonite inside your brains i are you as disturbed by this as i am yes honestly (laughs) they they could just hypnotize them or something. Like they're literally going to put the thing that kills them as a tiny little pellet inside their brains. In Are, fact, is Brainiac 5 really smart enough to know that that's not going to kill them? Well, yeah, he's pretty smart. But also Superboy and Supergirl have super hypnosis. They could hypnotize each other. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be possible. Um, because one of them would have to hypnotize the other one first, and then the person they hypnotize. No, I bet they could find a way to do it at the simultaneously. Okay, you know they could. But uh, 
instead of that, we're just going to implant these kryptonite capsules into your brains. Mm. You can't. Kryptonite is deadly. Besides, it's impossible to operate on us. We're invulnerable. The capsules will be, re uh, will be reduced to microscopic size and inserted into a low bar, L-O-B-A-R, mm -hmm. area where they will only affect your memories. You see, the operation will be performed without an incision by shrinking violet. Oh, okay, that checks out. Okay. Show us where to sit. Shrinking violet. Brain surgeon. Um, now... They, he needs to get a look at their brains, but since ordinary x-rays can't pierce their skins, I don't know why that would be. They can't use their x-ray vision through lead, but I don't know why an x-ray couldn't see under their skin, because it's not made of lead. Anyway, Ultra Boy's there. He can use his penetravision. Mm. Penetravision. Which can see through lead. Uh -huh. Um, Brainiac 5 identifies the specific layer in the cerebrum, which retains the memories of the Legion. So that's the place for the kryptonite. And down she shrinks and in she goes. Right through Superboy's big hairy nose. <laughs> um, she goes in, flying through the blood screen. She's small, bloodstream, sorry. She's small enough to pass between the cells of his artery walls. And swims through huge red and white corpuscles. She finds the area charted by Brainiac and drops the kryptonite capsule. And what do you think happens? Well, as soon as she drops the kryptonite capsule, she's attacked by his white blood cells. And they're not just ordinary white blood cells. No, they're, they're super Kryptonian. Boys, right, white blood cells. Um, his system has no defense against kryptonite, so it didn't attack her while she was holding the kryptonite. But the minute she dropped it, here they come. She is trying to... No, so Saturn Girl uses her ESP powers to realize that Shrinking Violet is stuck. She's trying to reach Superboy's right tear duct so that she can exit through it. She's not far, but she'll never make it by herself. Quick, Superboy. Cry! <laughs> I'm assuming this scene is heavily influenced by the film Fantastic Voyage. Which involved a team of doctors shrinking down into someone's bloodstream and exiting through with their tear ducts. Okay, okay. Because that came out in 1966. That makes sense. Um, so how are we going to get Superboy to cry quick? Think of the saddest thing you can. Cry, uh, cry! Think of being parted from your parents when the yes. planet Krypton exploded. They and saved how they saved life. his life and they died and then he carved a memorial to them. On an asteroid. Mm -hmm. The, the tra tragic... The, the tragic thoughts do their work. A teardrop forms, and inside it flows out the miniature maid. Wee! <laughs> Just in time. She expands to full size, because the antibodies can't affect her when she's big. And Brainiac gives her an extra piece of kryptonite to keep her safe from the antibodies after you place the capsule in Supergirl. Hmm. After the operation, the kryptonite's going to start working soon. Uh, we have to, before it kicks in, we'll have to send you back to your own times in the time cube. And Supergirl says, wait, we have a favor to ask. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot for the Legion. Now we'd like to name our own replacements. Invisible Kid doesn't know what to think. <laughs> I guess that's all right. Who are they? We can't tell you. They call themselves Surprise and Mysterious. <laughs> Promise you'll do nothing to learn their identities. That includes Ultra Boy using his penetravision and Saturn Girl using her mind-reading power. And Invisible Kid says, hold up. Are these jokers going to be wearing masks? Yes, but for reasons we can't explain now, no one must know who they are. Take them into the Legion at once. Don't even bother giving them the usual tests. <laughs> I promise you won't regret it. Well, if it were anyone else but you too... It's be no dice. But since you insist, there goes Supergirl. Brainiac 5 is... She says, send me back to 1966. Yeah. Mm. What? It's, but she, she comes is, later on in, in Superboy's life. Well, yeah, Superboy is going back to 1949 or whatever. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, she exists with Superman as an adult, which is 1,000 years from the current day. Okay. That is a little tricky because they often say Superboy is traveling a thousand years into the future. Mm. But, you know, 
Math's not their strong suit Mm-mm. over there at the DC editorial offices. Um, Superboy's already forgetting. He doesn't even know who is, is that's sending him back in a time cube. Mm-hmm. Supergirl arrives at Stanhope College in September 1966. And in Smallville, some years earlier, Superboy arrives home. And uh, all's well and good in the future. Invisible Kid tries to cheer everyone up. Don't be so down in the mouth, pals. But just then there's an alarm. Someone's at the front door. Invisible Kid tunes into the front door monitor and... Leaping Luna, who are you? I am Surprise. And I am Mysterious. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. They look like robots. Uh, Well, this is a mysterious surprise, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You want some more surprises? I'd love to. Then let's turn to part two. The The Devil's Devil's Dozen. Dozen. Let's skip the preliminaries and get right to the action. An alert from the Interplanetary Bank main branch. Hurry, thieves are entering the bank. I don't know how they got past our beast guards. Colossal Boy, Lightning Lad, Chameleon Boy, and Saturn Girl are sent off on the mission. And uh, Surprise wants to tag along. And Invisible Kid says, fine, leadhead, maybe you'll learn something. Or I'll teach you high school heroes a thing or three. Now, Pharaoh Lad, who joined a few issues ago, also wears a mask, but he doesn't conceal his identity. He wears a mask because he's super ugly and scarred. And Pharaoh is not P-H-A-R-O-A-H. It's F-E-R-R-O, like Ferris, like iron. He can turn to iron. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... Let's go back a few hours mm-hmm. and look in on the dark, sunless world which bears the name of the ancient Greek netherworld Tartarus. This small planet, Rob, mm-hmm. is a hideout for criminals of many worlds ruled over by an evil genius named Prince, Prince Evilo. Evilo. Unless he's Italian and then it's Evilo. Or if he's Spanish, it'd be Evillo. Si, si. Time for... Evillo, <laughs> to summon his four top lieutenants, the Devil's Dozen. The, well, four is not a dozen. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just maybe four of 12, because these are his top men, including one that's not a man. Right. The Hag. The Hag. Welcome, Hag. You may look as old as the planets, but your equipment certainly is up to date. She's got a rocket broom. Oh, yeah. Next, galloping on air comes a creature who combines the attributes of the Greek centaur and a storm being of Germanic legend, the Wild Huntsman. (laughs) E. Nelson Bridwell would later create a German superhero named the Wild Huntsman. Okay. Um, The third arrival looks like a hero of Welsh tales, Sugin, Mm -hmm. who's big and fat and has a horn of plenty he's drinking out of. (laughs) You know I never get enough to drink, little man. And finally, in stalks the living personification of a Greek god, the handsome Apollo. And he completes our council. Now we have some planning to do. Our first job. (laughs) Why do we need that fugitive from a stable? This is no horse opera. That was the hag talking. And then Apollo says, tut, tut. Haggy old crone, a horse was four. A, a horse has four limbs. The only creature I know of that has six is an insect. You shot off your big mouth just once too often, pretty boy. Next one, he blows a horn. Yes, the wild huntsman blows his horn. Wild huntsman, play on your horn. Hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wild huntsman, play on your horn. Hallelujah. Um, the corn creates a wind which is blowing them all off their feet. But now he loops them with his elastic lasso. Oh, I thought that was electric. Oh, so did I at first, actually. Yeah. Um, now, why must you all interrupt our meetings by acting like a pack of mongrels fighting over a bone? <laughs> this is... Well, he says, because it's the only action we've been getting lately. I want to quit planning and start rubbing. Rejoice, friends. Our waiting is over. We strike at once. In four places, Apollo, you will rob the central branch of the interplanetary bank. But beware of the monster watchdogs that guard it. 
With my looks and talent, how can I miss? That's Apollo. That's Apollo. Apollo leads a group of criminals to a spaceship and blasts off for the central blank where there are three hideous creatures, including one that has wrapped itself entirely around the bank building. <laughs> well, how do the customers get in? I don't how know. do these creatures know? So Apollo leaps out. He starts playing on his harp because, as they say, music hath charms to soothe the savage beast. It's actually savage breast, savage breast but a lot of people get that wrong. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, on Apollo's planet, they use the instrument to cool fiery tempers. Later, inside the bank, while the head teller, who's a man, is contacting the Legion, the lesser tellers, who are all women, <laughs> are no match for Apollo's charms. No, they give him scads and scads of uh, forms of currency from different planets. Yes, a glass coins from Alcaz, needle money from Sirius... Gourds, which are legal tender on Grath. Uh, Huopian hu energy money, sealed in plastic globes. Gas currency from Mercury. Mm -hmm. Living crystal cash they use on Rogen. Mm. You marvelous hunk of man. You see, he's got some kind of power over women. Yes, he does. Love him. Approaching the bank asteroid now is the Legion of Superheroes and their cruiser. Lightning Lad who's dating Saturn Girl, says, I wish you weren't with us, honey. I worry about your getting into danger. Famously, our friend Martin Gray will tell you that Saturn Girl was often banned from missions, or they tried to ban her from missions because it was too dangerous for a girl. You don't say. Even though she was the Legion leader. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and she says, hmm, Suppose I don't worry about you, especially since you lost an arm on a Legion job. And, and who's the guy up front? Who's Colossal Boy. Colossal Boy. He says, what is this, a Legion mission on a worry or a worry clinic? Now, the Beast Guards are getting ugly. Here comes one that's got uh, a tail and wings for ears, like an elephant with a human face. Kind of like Captain Butler. Yes. So Apollo has uh, played a tune on his harp, which turns them against the superheroes, so even Saturn Girl cannot control them with her mental powers. Uh, Surprise takes off flying, and they are shocked to see that because they had not even issued him a flying ring yet, which all the Legionnaires have. Indeed. What other powers could he have? And who is he under that lead armor? Indeed. So we go forward a couple pages, yep. Yes. And we see Colossal Boy getting into a fight with this elephant-eared creature. Turns out it's a jigsaw creature. His body can split into four parts, which all have independent motion. So Colossal Boy expands himself into a giant size to fight the creature, and yes. then when, when all of its distinct parts have entwined him and start pummeling him, he shrinks down small, and then it... Com it, it what uh, not collapses in on itself. It, it, it starts it fighting itself. Starts fighting itself. Yes. Clever lad. Mm -hmm. Also, surprise approaches a second monster, which emits uh, loudspeaker blasts out of its horn. Um, luckily, his helmet has earphones, which can send a counter signal. Mm -hmm. Surprise launches himself up into the air. To get in a certain position and then plummet down on top of the loudspeaker beast. Colossal Boy doesn't know what's going on. He mm -hmm. says, Surprise seems to be as powerful as Superboy. Now, this maneuvering into position is actually a clue to Surprise's identity. Which I only know because I know who Surprise is. Okay. Already. Okay. But because uh, I haven't read the next issue yet, you so haven't I don't read know the yet. next no. issue. But uh, I mean, I just know from my extensive knowledge of Legion lore. Okay, and you're uh, not going to give it away, right? I'm not going to give it away. No, but I just keep that in the back of your head that this is a clue. Chameleon Boy now faces the mightiest creature of them all, the uh, beast that has no eyes eyes or well, multiple a million eyes, eyes that all sh shoot lightning yeah and they vaporize uh what they shoot into a gaseous food then it inhales the air as calories mm-hmm because hmm. it has no mouth for mm -hmm. eating so that all checks out chameleon boy turns himself into a giant spider 
and spins a web to wrap up this giant snake-like creature. And then Chameleon Boy winks at us, the reader, in case a certain web-headed character thinks I'm stealing his thunder, I'd like to remind him that I was changing to all sorts of weird shapes long before he walked up his first wall. He's talking about Spider-Man, of course. Meanwhile, in the bank, Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl come face to face with Apollo's gang. One of these gang members throws some silver chain money from Jorna around Lightning Lad's arms. Lightning Lad, of course, just sends lightning back along the chain because everyone knows that silver is an excellent conductor of electricity. Right. And he's not called Lightning Lad because he has a flashy personality. Mm Mm-hmm. Saturn Girl throws ring money from her homeworld of Saturn. The inner age is made of Saturn's rarest mineral, Arctite, which generates super cold. My little ring toss game won't hurt you, but it should keep you on ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A good one, Saturn Girl. Now, Apollo starts to use his charm on yep. her. Yes. She's not having it. You he can't... says, I know you wouldn't do anything to hurt Apollo. To you thwart can't. Apollo. My telepathic powers tell me you're Tal Obrin, a wanted space hijacker, and that you're irresistible to girls. Mm. Well, you can't charm me, lover boy. Save your fascinating manner for the jury. You'll need it. Well, he throws on the charm stronger and stronger, and she started to weaken. And finally says, yes, I love you. As a sign of his affection, he's going to give back what he stole. Take this box first, you vision of loveliness. Lightning Lad thinks it might be a booby trap. So he leaps in, and in fact, it is a box full of crystal creatures. And they eat metal. Yes. And they're attacking his arm. They look like little turtles with gem-encrusted shells. Mm -hmm. And they start eating Lightning Lad's metal arm, his robot arm. And he tries to uh, blast them with lightning. Yes. Guess what? Mm-mm. Interesting fact about these crystal turtles, they short-circuit anything electrical, even you, Lightning Lad. And they take Lightning Lad, Apollo takes him, yep. tosses him over his shoulder, yep. and they run out. Kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Saturn Girl is too late to help. Uh, she realizes they walked into a trap. They were out to kidnap a legionnaire, and she was helpless to stop them. While the rest of them were finishing the beasts. Surprise. <clears throat> says, I wish we could have done something. I know how much Lightning Lad, I mean Garth, meant to you. He knows Lightning Lad's real name. Okay, so he's no stranger to these people. No, he is not. Hmm. Another clue. Saturn Girl says, uh, that surprises, or she thinks, he's the one who suggested Garth and I go into that place alone. Maybe he knew about the trap. Hmm. They had too great a lead back at Legion headquarters. They are all crying and saddened. Suddenly, a message. Mayday. Mayday. Uh, Invisible Kid gets... So it's the richest man in the universe, we learn. He is not named... Here comes Junebug squeezing Squeezing through the door. Fat Fat body through the cat door. door. Yeah. this, in fact, Rob, is R.J. Brand, who is the financier of the Legion. Okay. He was the victim of an assassination attempt on a shuttle to Earth, which Saturn Girl, Cosmic Boy, and Lightning Lad just happened to be on. They used their powers. They weren't superheroes yet. Mm-hmm. They used their powers to rescue him. And in return, he founded the Legion of Superheroes with those three founding members. Okay. Soon to be joined by Duo Damsel, then Triplicate Girl, and Phantom Girl. Would you like to know the rest of the membership in order of joining? No. Good, because I couldn't do it off Good. the top of my Thank head. Thank you. <clears throat> Invisible Kid gets the details from the Tycoon, and Cosmic Boy, Pharaoh Lad, and Matter Eater Lad, who you also may recall is now fat because he was cursed by the Luck Lords. We read that issue. I know. You remember? <sighs> I kind of. I was looking. Uh, what is he? Colossal boy? No. Where? The the, 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 fat, the fat one. Matter eater lad. Oh, matter eater lad. Okay, okay. I do remember that. Okay. And Mysterious announces that she's cutting herself in on this mission. Mm-hmm. And Invisible Kid says only because Supergirl okayed it. Now, Ultra Boy whispers to Monel, uh, 
who has got the scoop from Chameleon Boy that the boy rookie, Mm -hmm. Surprise, showed super strength and flying ability and is as powerful as Superboy. And as for Miss Tyrius, Monel says, hold it. If you mean these two could be Superboy and Supergirl, forget it. Why, they don't even remember us now. Hmm. Maybe, Alter Boy says, the operations somehow turned our pals evil. I'll find out who surprises with my penetravision because it can see through that lead mask. And Invisible Kid says, no, we promised, Alter Boy. He says, you promised, Invisible Kid, but I didn't. Out of the way while I unmask this lead-plated hero and find out who he really is. Question and answer time. Will Ultra Boy discover the identities of the new members? Who are they? And why did the Devil's Dozen put the snatch on old Lightning Lad? The answers? We're saving them for the next issue. Now, listener, you don't think I'd make you wait several weeks until we got around to this next issue, do you? No, but one week would be fine. One week is fine. We're going to look at it next week in a break with tradition. Yeah, we would normally do them both the same week, but we're not. No. No, because we have we have yard work to do exactly, and we also have some bits of legionnaire business to get to. We do, yes. The suggestions for new legionnaires continue to pour in from you fans. Okay, so here we are back with a new batch of these bits of legionnaire business. This page represents only a fraction of the thousands of ideas that have deluged us. Of these, we've selected the ones we liked best. Some intriguing straight heroes. Are you in the back? Oh, no, I see I'm it. in the middle. I, I see it. Others wild and kooky. We'll just pass along the top choices to our writers for possible use in future stories. One word of caution. Try to get really original ideas. Many otherwise good heroes were rejected because they were similar to some we'd used before. And now for this issue's collection. From Niles Brown of Jefferson, Texas, Sound Boy uses sound waves to create a prisoner around enemies. Astrolad, this is from someone else, Andy Barnett from Phoenix, Arizona. Astrolad has disintegration vision. That sounds dangerous. He can disintegrate anything and then restore it to its original form. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. From Richard Kahn, Fairlawn, New Jersey, Ripper Robert can rip himself in half to avoid bullets, then reunite. Well, that doesn't seem very clever. No, thanks, Richard, but we're not using bullets anymore in the 30th century. I like this one, Rand Lee from Roxbury, Connecticut. Vicious Circle can materialize hoops of sizzling energy that weaken a person by sapping his strength. Well, I guess you can also just have a really bad, boring friend who does the same thing to you and doesn't have to be a superpower. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Kim Boyce from Chicago, Illinois says, Pajama Pat can put anyone to sleep for any length of time. <laughs> Let's see, who else do we have? Fingertip Fred can make his fingers as long as he wants. Also, they can drill through stone or metal. Hmm. You, I would have led with that. Uh, Dynamite Dan can make anything explode. That's dangerous. Ape Boy can turn into any kind of primate from the smallest monkey to a King Kong-sized gorilla. My goodness, what a power that would be, huh? Yes. Uh, The human sponge can soak up whole oceans into his body or emit water from the pores of his skin. My goodness. Attracto Lad has the power to attract or repel any form of energy or matter. He has one weakness, though. He can't attract girls. Uh You need to send a letter to Time Machine Mailbag Mm -hmm. about that. Tree Girl can change into a human tree. Fine. Uh, Diamond Duke is invulnerable, able to cut steel with his fingernails, has diamond strength that can change carbon to diamond. That's handy. Finally... Lie Detector Lad has the power of making anybody within 25 feet of him tell the truth. Well, that would be really handy. Good. I said Very finally, handy. but there's another good one. Disease mm-hmm. can give any foe any illness, but is immune herself to all diseases. That's very much like Infectious Lass, who will in the future become a member of the Legion of Substitute okay. Heroes. Okay, all right. Also, we have a nice little text piece here, The Origin of Chameleon Boy. On the distant planet Durla, the dominant race evolved a remarkable means of survival. They developed the power to change themselves into any forms they desired. Although humanoid in general appearance, the Durlins have special characteristics of their own. Their skin is golden, their heads are bald, their ears are large and pointed, and they have antennae on their foreheads. My goodness. These antennae are used to examine and analyze any object or person the Durlin encounters in order that he or she may assume that shape if it becomes necessary. This analysis is done through 
invisible emanations from the antennae, which return as distinctive sound waves and are picked up by the Durlins' large ears. <laughs> the Durlins seldom mingle with humans of other planets because ordinary people are often suspicious of these aliens with their shape-changing abilities. One boy, Reap Daggle, determined... Reed. Huh? Reed. Uh, it's, that's a typo. It's Reap. Okay. Determined to enter human society on Earth and gain the respect of the men and women here, not only for himself, but for his whole race. Therefore, with his parents' permission, he came to this planet and applied for membership in the Legion of Superheroes. When asked what name he would use as a super lawman, Reap was stumped. He had never thought of such a thing. But Colossal Boy, who was also applying for membership at mm -hmm. that time, noted that Reap's disguise ability resembled that of an earth lizard, the chameleon, which changes its color to blend into various backgrounds. And so it was that Reap Daggle took the name of Chameleon Boy and was inducted into the Legion. Nice. Now... Uh, that's a very advanced explanation of his powers, which I would not have expected had been developed yet at this time. Okay. I also know mm -hmm. from my extensive lore that we will learn later that the humanoid form is not the Durlan's native form. Okay. In fact, there are different tribes on Durla. Each one has a different native form. Okay. I also know that yes. R.J. Brand, the uh -huh. financier of the Legion, yes. is secretly Durlin himself and really? is Chameleon Boy's father. Mm-hmm. Does Chameleon Boy know it? Not at this point in time, no, but he will learn it in My the future. Goodness. Right? Well, of course, I'm sure Listener knew that. Uh, duh. Listener also used to pronounce it Camelon Boy, but we're not going to bring that up. No. Because I used you just did. to uh, read Peanuts comic strips, as you know. I also have an encyclopedic knowledge of all Peanuts characters. Yes. And uh, they were always using the word hypocrite in Peanuts. And you thought it was hype. Hy Hypocrite, yeah. Hypocrite, yeah. So we all have things to learn, don't we? When I was a child, there was a restaurant in Florida called Chicken Recipe, and I called it Chicken Recipe. <laughs> Until my mother said, you do, that's recipe, Robert. That's recipe. I don't understand. She says, this is how you pronounce it, recipe. Well, you were lucky because my parents would intentionally say words the wrong way, like a recipe would be called a receipt, or a pate would be called pate. pate. And my mother would call the library the library. And she would also call sea anemones. Sea amenities. Well, sounds like everybody's got a lot to learn. I suppose so. And you're going to learn the identity of Surprise and Mysterious at the same time next week. Yep. That's all we have for now. The neighbors are starting their yard work. We yeah, they're reaching off. right pretty close to us. All right, all here right. we go. Bye. Bye.